0: Let's pop in to see what Instant Everly is up to because before Tarek went on the UA mission, he provided you with the security records of several more internal security alerts like the one that you picked up in in what is our first episode so long ago at this point um, for, for everybody, but it looks like the ship has um, seen several other internal like Ambiguous sort of alerts throughout, mostly in cargo bays and other things like that. And Tarek had compiled the security reports of the random crewmen who rep- who like responded to them and looked around and was like, "Nope, nothing here." And has entrusted Instant Everly with the task of doing a more thorough examination of the situation. After being handed this information, what would you like to do first?
1: The First alert we got was in cargo bay two. I don't
0: remember yep. which
1: one. Cargo bay two. She would start where, where it started.
0: Start sort of. We have the interior of the cargo bay with like dim lighting, and then as the big doors at one end open, and we see Ensign Everly silhouetted in the light from the corridor, and like main lights come on in the cargo bay because of detecting somebody in there. It's a cargo bay. It's got rows and rows of big containers of stuff. The security alert was just sort of a, a unauthorized access kind of thing. Like the motion sensors were tripped, but otherwise the security alert didn't have a lot of information and the team that you dispatched at the time kind of looked around and didn't see anything wrong. So kind of just called it in and said, oh, I guess it's fine. But since there have been more of these alerts, they must have missed something. So you're in a cargo bay.
1: Oh boy. So, those, that main uh, computer that's usually in the cargo bay, mm-hmm. it's like standing on its own kind of thing. If I go to that and start like messing around, can I pull up like uh, records from the date on which and, and time on which there was the security alert? Sure. Let's see. Beep, boop, beep press all the buttons and see if what it can give me Mm -hmm. there's CCTV in this cargo bay.
0: Um, I feel like the answer is no, but I think that's only because it solves a lot of problems. If there is, (laughs) that's fair. And star Trek is one of those settings where like some things they just absolutely should have. They just kind of don't have because it's more dramatic. Otherwise there are a variety of sensors, but probably not literal cameras
1: what she would be looking for is at the date and time on which the alert was tripped to see if there was any sort of like where we picked up this sort of alert if sure. it can get more granular than this giant cargo bay like if it can get like over over on this side of the cargo bay
0: sure uh since you've got security access uh, doing doing that with the console is, is trivial. You um pull it up, skim the access logs that also just tell you like, who's been in and out and what things have been moved. And it gives you the particular location of where the sensor was tripped. Um, It's like a, a row and bin number, I guess, like it's an Ikea.
1: The space Ikea.
0: Yeah, it's a space. I- you just have an Ikea on Endeavor. <laughs> That's the other important piece of equipment this class of ship has. So yeah, it gives you a fairly precise location in the bay.
1: So she walks over to Robin uh, and maybe pulls out a tricorder and starts scanning, that sort of a thing. Sure. Um, and also like sees what's going on like, and what, what sort of things potentially somebody would have accessed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, walks past the bucket of Allen wrenches. <laughs> That's my one Ikea joke, I'm good now. Uh, t- to see precisely what it is that potentially somebody was looking at.
0: So that's probably a good time to make a roll of some sort. Um, Let's say that this is definitely security. Probably also reason? Reason sounds correct.
1: Reason security. Okay, math says that's a 13.
0: And I'll say this is a difficulty of two. It would be bumped up because of your complication. You're still maybe. You want to make sure that this this job is done right, I assume, to make it seem like you're ready for this position. Um, but your tricorder reduces the difficulty, so it kind of cancels that out.
1: Uh, I did roll dice while you were still talking, but I, I kept my hands above the, the screen there. Um, so that is 5 and 13. So tie goes to the runner. Yeah, like 13 matches. Okay, cool. So two successes.
0: You sweep your tricorder around, and it looks like all of the stuff in this part of the bay is um mainly like repair supplies for the ship um particularly things like hull plating and some other just like metallic material for assorted maintenance purposes that you may need like replacement cabling and stuff like that like it's all very humdrum kind of stuff you do notice that one of the big crates the lid is just subtly open just a little bit. Easy to miss.
1: But I didn't. But you didn't. Uh, she kind of goes, well, that's not suspicious. And goes to like open it or peek in it, see what's going on.
0: You open it up, and inside there's a bunch of um, cables for purposes. But something is weird these are these are big heavy cables for like power or something and they're pretty sturdy because they're solid metal of some kind probably something really nice and one of them looks like something's been chewing on it and it's a little melty
1: i almost just the phrase. she took some picture like i was like with a smartphone <laughs> like...
0: no tricorders have a camera probably
1: right so she lo- logs that however in however way we do that on this ship and then goes acid mice and then like shakes her head because that's stupid but that was literally the first thing that came into her brain and then she's going to do the same exact thing she did in this cargo bay in maybe a secondary location in which there was something like this I would like to see if I can double up the acid mice findings
0: at like the other locations of other security breaches
1: yeah I'd like to check at least one more before notifying anybody
0: Let's say one was in one of the secondary armories. So you go to one of the armories and follow where the alert was. And you find like a box of phasers probably that the phasers seem like they're fine, but the box, which is, you know, some kind of reinforced metal also looks like it's been gnawed on like the corner, like just kind of like a dog, like kind of gnawed on it for a while. If you've ever seen a dog chew a door frame, it's kinda like that.
1: She looks at the box, like again, logs logs all of it, and then goes Acid rats? Oh, uh okay. So maybe just a chirp on the comm badge. Everly de Mozafar? Mozafar here. Um, Commander, I'm checking in on the uh, the, the security uh, alerts that we've been getting, and um I'm definitely picking up a pattern here. There seems to be minor <sighs> damage to some of the the bins in these rooms. It almost looks like it's melted. I'm I'm not sure what it is. I just I, I figured I'd let you know what I'm seeing.
2: We're talking about heat damage, or is it um, some sort of uh, chemical uh, reactions? What are we dealing with here?
1: I I can't tell the cause yet, sir. It does look like. chemical heat it could i don't know it looks like melted and also chewed i would say chewed and melted at the same time chewed Mm -hmm. i was going to continue my uh uh investigation into the other locations i just wanted to update you on where i was you know so you you knew that i was um looking into it
2: where is your next location going to be that you're looking into i'd like to join you
1: Sit in the library.
2: Would you like it to be
1: in the library? Oh my god! Do we have a library?
0: I, I don't know. Maybe we could.
1: Yeah, I don't. I was just trying to pick an empty room, and I went with library.
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: we'll say Endeavor has a library.
1: You're welcome, Endeavor. <laughs> uh, sir, next I'm headed over to the library.
2: All right, I'll meet you there.
0: Welcome to Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. We are a Star Trek Adventures actual play following the deep space mission of the USS Endeavor as it charts a new region of space several decades after the events of Star Trek Picard. I'm Brandon, your GM for this mission.
3: This is Nicole, and I'll be playing Captain Varel.
2: I'm Brad, and I play Commander Razum Mozafar. Hi
4: everybody, I'm Christine, and I will be playing Lieutenant Kai.
1: My name's Leah, and I'm playing Ensign Katerina Everly.
0: Ganymede, part two. And we'll cut away so that we may then see our away team materialize aboard the Ganymede, probably in one of the transporter rooms, just to be safe. Tarek immediately whips out a tricorder and just kind of starts scanning passively for
4: anything that might alarm.
3: Where do you think uh, you'll get your best results, Kai? The engineering or the bridge?
4: Well, uh, it depends on where they installed that chronoton field generator. Definitely want to check that out first. I'm going to guess, uh, they probably would have tied that into the main deflector. And that's what I would have done. That sounds pretty likely, yeah. So do you mind if I head there? Do- should we split up? Do you- do you want to check out the bridge or main engineering?
3: I'll go with you. Torek, why don't you head up to the bridge- and get an assessment of the entire ship.
0: I, Captain. So Tark heads there while you two head to deflector control. The Luna class at this point is like a fifty-year-old design, so well, it's forty-year-old design. You've probably been on one before. You may have even served on one. And in any case, it's not too hard to find your way around a Starfleet ship because you how to read the various corridor maps and stuff. It only takes you a few minutes to reach deflector control from the transporter room. I think in
4: route, we're we're chatting a little bit.
3: There is something nice about these older style ships. Older? Oh, that's right. What what was that one you were working on before?
4: I served on a nebula class prior to all of this. It's only...
3: How did it not fall apart around you, Kai?
4: Well, we kept patching it back together. I mean, the the Lexington, it's been around a long time. What, almost 80 years at this point? A little bit of, you know, some refit, some jury rigging and there's a reason why they were picked for the transwarp trials. Sturdy, reliable, and not as big a deal if one happened to explode.
3: Yeah, still, I'm surprised it uh, it made it through the experience of you.
4: I'll try not to take that too personally, Verity. I really wish somebody had consulted me about this field generator, though.
3: I'm sure somebody out there thought they could do a better job.
4: Well, hopefully I can fix... Uh... Whoever's mistake, even if it's my my own, maybe there's a problem with the actual design in the first place. I mean we haven't been using an aboard endeavor that long.
3: I doubt that's the case. We haven't had any problems like this.
4: We haven't been using it that much yet.
3: I used it one time.
4: Any good hypothesis requires multiple trials, but it might be best for us to uh, rule out the most uh, egregious of problems first.
0: You reach deflector control. Door opens for you. It's not locked or anything. The ship is not under lockdown or anything like that. It is uh, on emergency power, but deflector controls a place you might want to go in an emergency. So door opens.
4: Kai pulls out her tricorder.
0: All right. We start to scan. Um, nothing super out of the ordinary. Both of you start to feel a little lightheaded, but that's nah, fine. It's fine. It passes.
4: Am I able to locate the uh, the generator in question?
0: Uh, Yes. It's clearly labeled and obviously uh, doesn't look quite of a piece with the rest of the equipment deflector control.
4: Someone did see fit to slap maybe uh, three or four warning labels upon it. Prior to use here, but Kai will go right over to it and uh, start to look this design over, getting a few scans. I'm not reading any elevated chronotons or tachyons in this room generator's completely knocked offline
0: if you want to diagnose that problem you can
4: um give me an insight engineering okay okay would either would either subspace theory or possibly modeling and design as a focus given i had a hand in this uh in innovating this technology yeah
0: totally and i'll say difficulty is uh two but you've got a tricorder right so I do. Um, that bumps it down to one.
4: No phaser, but Kai carries a tricorder. Yeah.
0: If if anything tries to attack you, you'll just hit it with the
4: tricorder. I will hide behind Verity. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go and give you a threat, Brandon, since we have no mem- momentum to work with. I mean, I was probably going to give you threat anyway. It's what I do. Yeah. I mean, got to start somewhere. I don't know if that's good or not. So I have an insight of nine. I have an engineering of four. 13's my target number. Okay, this is good because I rolled an 11, a 12 and a 12. So three successes. No uh no, no uh crits even with the focus applying, but three successes.
0: So you've got two excess successes right now. You pretty quickly are able to determine it looks like it shut itself down because of a significant power surge. There's some minor damage to it from that power surge, but it looks like the reason it's offline is because of a safety feature.
4: <laughs> okay so that's that's ultimately a good thing it's not the cause of the power surge as near as i can tell verity it's it's actually was knocked offline by the surge
0: you have two moment or two uh excess successes which can become momentum you could
4: also do some obtain information if you wished I do think I'm going to end up spending them. I'm just debating between questions or possibly making uh, creating an advantage here. Um, would it be possible? I, I don't know. Okay. Here's my idea. I don't know if this is a, be- a better obtain information or a better um, advantage. Would it be possible now that I know that, Hey, the power fluctuation moved through here to have some means now with the tricorder to start backtracking it to see where it might've originated. I think I wanna go with the creating an advantage. Um, maybe something like mapped the power system or something like that.
0: So that costs your two momentum? It's about that time when the door to deflector control opens and Lieutenant Torek is there.
3: What did you find, Lieutenant?
0: He looks a little puzzled. He says, Captain, is everything alright?
3: Well so far we found out that the technology doesn't seem to be at fault. Well, at least the the stuff that Kai designed. What did you find?
0: I downloaded some of the ship's logs, though. The data is somewhat damaged. It will need to be repaired. May I ask, sir, did you receive my attempts to contact you?
3: No, we haven't heard anything. I immediately, like, tapped my comm badge. Is it functioning?
0: It chirps, yeah.
3: Captain to Commander Mozafar. Silence. Well, that's going to be a problem.
4: I'm curious now... Kai will go and tap her combat. (laughs) Uh, Lieutenant Kai to Captain Varel. Uh, Varel's combat beeps.
3: Do we get the echo, like the voice coming through?
4: Yeah, that communicate works. Okay, it's a range issue or something something elsewhere in the ship is blocking communications. I have one follow-up question, Captain. How long have you been in this room?
3: Oh, about 15, 20 minutes.
4: Fascinating. Yeah, how did you get down here from the bridge so quickly? Tarek
0: turns his tricorder to you to show the clock that I assume tricorders have on them. And according to the time on his tricorder, you have been down here for just shy of an hour.
3: Oh. Oh, Oh, no.
0: And indeed, if Kai looks at her tricorder, her tricorder is consistent with the time that you think has happened, and thus is somewhat behind of Tarek's tricorder.
3: Time Time shenanigans. Commercial break.
0: see the interior of Endeavor's library. I've always assumed Starfleet ships have libraries of some kind, even if they are mainly a lot of terminals to access the library computer from. Actually, we do see that like the, the archive in Picard that has a very library look, even though it's all like computer stuff. So it might look kind of like like, like sort of where you have shelves of hard drives or something. It looks kind of like a library.
1: Like, you know, in uh, a lot of research or bigger libraries where they have the, you have to like spin the bays to get them to open to access the stuff because there's just so many. Yeah, totally. Stuff like that. Something like that. That's space.
2: Bays upon bays of e readers.
1: (laughs) Pads everywhere.
0: Yeah, in the 25th century, Starfleet's figured out many more things, but the one thing that hasn't changed is they're still like, (laughs) each pad is for one thing, one document per pad. That's it.
2: So, yeah, you're in the library. Yeah. Awesome. Library. I imagine any physical books probably then would be in people's own personal collections.
0: I suspect it would be unlikely the ship would have its own collection of physical books unless, like, one of the senior staff wanted there to be and took steps to requisition that or provide their own collection or something like that. Because, like, captains and certainly other senior staff have a certain amount of say over, like, being able to equip the ship's um, recreational facilities in different ways. So there could be some physical books uh, if somebody on the staff would be inclined to have made that happen. Uh, Otherwise, yes, you're probably correct that there's physical books are probably people's personal belongings in their quarters.
2: Like the captain's secret still.
0: (laughs) Yep.
3: Look. I have priorities, and they do not involve reading.
0: <laughs> yeah, so probably no, no physical books. Uh, but computery things set up in such a way as to evoke the sense of a library with big shelves.
1: The two meet in the library, and uh, Rena explains basically what she'd been doing in the other rooms, and does the same, like walks art through it, and does the same at the computer terminal on the wall. I'm not sure i'm gonna assume it's there yep we make the rules here
2: we do Mm -hmm. do. so
1: does the same thing on the computer computer terminal on the wall uh gets a location of some sort from it and then says so there there's where we would find it and then we make our way start heading over to where the reading said the mouse got in
2: okay so melted and chewed
1: you'll you'll see uh Sir, in a second.
0: You uh, crank some of the big shelves out of the way to get to the access that you want and follow the settings in your tricorder that you've probably put in from the other locations to pinpoint what you're looking for. And unlike the bottom row of one of these shelves, there is an obvious location that is missing like one of the memory units that's on these shelves, one of the many, many hard drives, essentially. And sure enough, the brackets that it was hooked to look visibly melted and slagged.
1: So, from her crouched position, she looks up at Mozvar and goes, "The uh, podcast people can't see." And then, sort of gestures down with open palm, like, "See."
2: So Mozvar gets down there and runs his hand over the, the jagged edge just to see what it feels like to. Is there anything? Is there any residual? Is there anything left there? That's does he like pull his hand back and there's slime or,
0: no. Um, you, you feel the metal surface of the of the remains of the mounting brackets. They they feel sort of like smooth and irregular, like something that had liquefied and then hardened as it cooled in in no particular order. You know, it's it's smooth but uneven, cool to the touch now. Again, so this this is not something that happened you know an hour ago. Yeah, no no slime, no uh no weird tactile sensations that don't reflect the things that your eyes are telling you.
2: Can we uh do a biological scan here to see if there's any biological residue, any trace remains of fur fiber DNA evidence?
1: Tricorder can do that? Yes?
0: Yep. Give me a reason medicine or science your choice just tell me which yeah Brad did you uh, was Mozafar giving an order or were you saying what Mozafar was going to do
2: I guess I'll do it Mozafar since I was the one asking it sure this is I guess down my line of thinking here yep so so I'll I'll have my tricorder out and I'll do that so we'll go reason medicine
0: okay And, uh, Leah, if you want to assist, Everly certainly can. Same roll, you just only roll one die.
1: I would love to assist. Reason medicine?
0: Yep. I'll also accept science, if you prefer science. We don't. This one is going to be a difficulty of three. Uh, Bear in mind, you can give me threat in order to get extra dice. We still are sitting at no momentum at the moment.
2: Yes, I will definitely be giving you some additional threats so I can roll a little bit more dice here. Alright, so buy an extra dice with a threat.
0: Alright, so that's one more threat for me.
2: Reason is 7, Medicine is 4, so I'm looking at having to roll an 11 or lower. Well, that is... Let's see. Let's go from the top down. So there's no 20s. It's a 17, a 4, and a 3. Excellent.
0: Three successes between the two of you um, is plenty. You pick up a couple things. There are some faint residuals of a of an extremely corrosive acid. And the other residual traces that are like not consistent with the construction of the shelf itself, things that wouldn't have a normal reason to be here in the library, aren't... DNA, per se. There are assorted other trace elements, though, that are not that don't have any real reason to be here.
2: Well, these readings are extremely odd. What do you think, Ensign? Do you think we should take this down to engineering and have them do some analysis on this?
1: So, Rena hesitates because in her head she was saying the word acid cats, But then... <laughs> Didn't want to accidentally say it out loud. Yeah, that's how you fight acid mice. So she took a pause and was like, and goes. <clears throat> um, uh, yes, sir, I guess, yes, what what you suggested sounds good. I'm going to, I think I should continue to check the other locations, but this seems more pattern than coincidence to me.
2: I agree. This is, uh, very odd. At least we have this uh, additional information that you can, uh, Scan for the residue on each each of these locations, and uh, perhaps we can set up um, maybe an internal scan?
1: To see where else they might show up. That's smart, sir.
2: Oh, working together. What was the uh, drive here? What are we missing from this? This
0: shelf looks like it is largely technical manuals uh some going back to like v- old, very old uh starfleet vessels and other other things out of service some are much more current you know it's all the stuff that isn't like part of the actual engineering database necessarily uh the drive in question looks like it would have covered romulan vessels of the early 24th century so about 100 years ago and romulan vessels and other technology
2: very curious that's put in a requisition to get some additional information that's replaced this that's missing. So I guess we'll talk to our librarian.
1: <laughs> Sounds good, Commander. Um, I'll continue to check out the rest of the locations. And I'll set up that internal scan that you suggested.
2: Excellent. Keep me posted.
1: Yes, sir.
3: come back we gotta get checked out just to make sure we're not you know dying
0: yeah Dr. Harcrow gives you some scans doesn't see anything alarming so far the rest of the Ganymede crew don't have any symptoms and the doctors even released them into the guest quarters Lieutenant Alexander is still under observation and in not great shape
3: where was Lieutenant Alexander stationed during this event
0: Uh, they were all on the bridge In fact, you remember seeing Lieutenant Alexander in the background when you were um, talking on the view screen before they entered the conduit.
4: From just scans of us, is there any data Dr. Harcrow might be able to gather from us that might have a parallel with Alexander, even if we're not adversely affected? Clues, maybe?
0: He doesn't find any smoking gun because he still isn't quite sure what to look for in Alexander's case, but... The information about the time distortion you encountered seems to give him some ideas of how, how to perhaps progress in his diagnosis of this problem. But he gives, he gives you two and Tarek a clean bill of health in terms of you have, you have an expected amount of residual like chronoton and tachyon radiation, but not, not beyond or even necessarily approaching dangerous levels. You have what he would expect to see.
3: Then, in the meantime, I guess, can we work on a way to inoculate us against this sort of effect? And we also need to piece together the ship's logs so that we can review those. And then, can't really do anything to fix the ship until we deal with the Tachyon situation. Kai, can you run some more simulations on different points where this might have gone wrong. Let's run some scenarios where these power surges could have come from.
4: Aye, Captain.
0: I will begin the process of recovering the ship's logs. But I suspect it will take some time. The simulations will take some time, too.
3: Everything's going to take a little bit of time.
0: It's probably close to the end of like the alpha duty shift anyway, so...
3: Alright, uh, in the meantime, um, you know, everybody just get what you can done uh we can assign some assistance to you uh kai if you if you need some help
4: oh i'm sure i can get the the main computer working on some of those simulations um real real fast
3: why don't you have a talk with commander nadon see if she can help you get a beat on things
4: i can do that captain i suppose then i'll i need to uh make a stop at main engineering
1: Engineering is going to be busy tonight. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
4: Isn't it
0: always? (laughs) So. um, Tarek starts the data recovery running. Dr. Harcrow starts into some additional research based upon the information you brought back from Ganymede instant everly checks out the other locations on the list finds you know more more of the same but no no new breaks in the case basically yet and sets up that scan so a bit more time passes to the point that, all of you would be off-duty if you're working a normal day. Obviously, you can choose to work extra, depending on the circumstances. Uh, Nicole, where is Captain Varel's...
2: still?
3: So, it's actually uh, retrofitted uh, next to the Captain's mess hall. Okay. <laughs> so, basically, Captain just claimed extra space. Like a pantry got, or something? Like, her yeah she's got like her her mess hall area, but then like one of the the storage areas w- is just converted into a very hobbyist level. it's it's nothing elaborate or in depth. Um, but it has some few different ingredients and a couple different experiments going um at any given time.
2: okay,
0: Leah, what do you yes. think In and Iverly would be doing at, let's say, like 9 p.m. that night ship time
1: and she's not on duty
0: yeah uh, she'd be off duty at this point she could choose to continue to work right but like she's had time to check the other locations where alerts have already happened um and compile more of the same data but like not nothing else has been like a big break here so it's kind of up to you if, if you think she would still be working because she has this thing or if you think she would you know go off-duty when it's time to go off-duty so she can sleep or whatever.
1: Oh, no. I mm, uh, Definitely not a, like, clock-out-type individual. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm off, I'm off. Um, but as this scan is not something she can rush, it's automated, and as she's already checked the other things, it's not necessarily interesting to play out, but this is definitely a chewing-off-all-of-her-fingernails-alone-inside-of-her-room kind of moment.
0: So she's in her quarters, I suppose, and... I don't know, trying to... What kind of thing do you think she would... Does she have an activity she might do when she's in this mood? Would she just kind of be staring off into space? She, Like literal space, because she has windows, I assume.
1: Actually uh, has a physical book open in her lap, but is not looking at it, is doing the staring off into space thing.
0: While she's doing that, the computer beeps at you. And on your security tricorder or a pad or something... Uh, you see a display pop up that says that your scan has got a hit. It's got, in fact, a very good hit. The elements you've been looking for are currently in a small room off the captain's mess. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> ah, hold
1: on. Uh, it beeps like, uh, like, like you zapped her with a cattle prod. What? Oh, okay. And then checks the thing out and is like. Is it known where the captain still is? No, that's like that's like priority secrets, yeah. Nicole, uh, I think it's a it's an open secret. <laughs> open secret, like like, do you think it's trickled through everyone?
3: Yeah, the, the, I think the crew definitely knows, but it's just not not something that's like official. Okay, um,
1: so sees the readout and then goes, oh, oh, she's not gonna like this hmm okay uh hmm it's off duty time who am i gonna chirp at
0: i mean you are the assistant chief of security you could just check it out
1: i would i know but it feels i i wonder if she would feel like she's intruding Mm, you know what no i agree with you haven't
4: you you always wanted to see the captain still i actually heard the stories. yeah
1: i know I agree with you. She's going to go by herself. This is a this is a, I would like to to prove that I can that I can figure this out. So she's she's going to go she's gonna, she's going to go test this out on okay.
0: her Okay. Uh, like throw on a uniform or something if you weren't already still in uniform.
1: Uh, live. Yeah, are we at the zip-up uniforms? I don't know what these look like. I forget. Uh, I mean,
0: I think there's I think the upper part is at least some kind of jacket.
1: Jacket. Yeah, put the jacket back on.
0: All right. So you throw on your uniform uh grab your phaser probably um just protocol right and head to the captain's mess uh nicole would anybody be in the captain's mess at like 9:30 ship time at the at night
3: mm, i mean my uh packled yeoman maybe
0: what would he be doing
3: <laughs> a what <laughs> <laughs>
4: I's the first uh, word? Packled. They're a uh, species. Uh, uh, pa- yeah, packled. Uh, they're they're in an episode of uh, TNG.
3: Um, probably just like uh, bottling up a single bottle of them of uh, of the most recent um, brew, and like labeling it um, labeling it uh, Rhysian sourberry. Uh,
0: in that case. When Instant Everly walks into the mess She just sees this pack-led yeoman Applying this label to, uh, to a bottle Looks like you probably caught him off guard a little bit Him or her Or other, other what pronoun What do you
3: think, Christine? I was thinking him,
4: but <laughs> back, when, back when this was a joke This was, uh, it was him
3: Okay, the, uh, it's him
4: when, when, all this, when that story began He stops and stares for a second recognizes
0: that Everly's part of the security team, like, takes the bottle and just kind of sticks it under the (laughs) table slowly, and then just tries to look like he's not doing anything wrong. And then you hear a clatter from the little room off to the side.
1: She doesn't even say anything to the yeoman, she just heads towards the noise.
0: The door opens up, it's a little pantry with the captain's distillery equipment, and next to one of the big, like, Tanks. You see this thing. It is sort of a yellowish color. It looks kinda like it's made of crystally bits. But it's clearly alive, sort of. It's about I'll say three feet tall, walks on what seem to be four legs, then has like little pincer hands on a pair of arms. <laughs> but all of its body looks like it is made of like yellow crystal or something it does not look organic in the way that you think of organic from its like sort of mandibles it's clearly like secreting this acid-ish substance that is as you as we speak melting like part of the distillery equipment which is probably a fairly sturdy sort of probably not actually duranium but you know it's it's at least steel or something uh, it sees you come in makes a sort of alarmed chirping noise and then dashes for the entry to a jeffrey's tube what do you do
1: oh this is bullet time hold on <laughs> <laughs> it's it is it one of those things we have to push to open the jeffrey's tube or is it just like already open
4: um it looks like it's already open it's probably a big acid burn mark they'll all.
1: <laughs> can I beat it if I run can I can I beat it to the hole
0: you'd be chasing it like it's it's directly between you and the hole but you
4: are your legs are longer than its legs are so maybe maybe you can do that like running after it and like dive into the Jeffrey's I'm tube gonna and try to grab a I'm, hold of it. I'm
1: gonna I'm, I'm running I go no 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 and I chase it I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to beat it to the to the hole all right
0: uh fitness security difficulty um it's going to be opposed by this little guy's fitness security so oh. it's whichever of us gets more successes basically
1: out of the two dice
0: uh, two dice I'm to begin with you can give me threat to buy extra dice uh also if any of your values apply you can spend some determination to get extra stuff I am going to spend a point of threat to add a third die to my roll. Ugh,
1: you're a big jerk.
0: That's true. That's my job.
1: Wait, you're spending a point of threat?
0: I'm spending a point of threat to give me dice, because
1: then I'm gonna give you one to give me one back. Super. We'll we'll just make that even. Fair uh, but no, my values don't really come into play here. All right. Neither do my focuses.
0: No.
2: I'm just really interested in doing this thing's voice. said high a high-pitched yeah, Well, it made a noise.
0: I'm sitting at two successes.
1: ha <laughs> Three, sucker! Got you, little boy!
0: All right, <laughs> you move faster than this thing, so you uh, you catch up to it. Do you want to... What exactly are you trying to do? Are you trying to grab it? Are you trying to just get in its way?
1: I'm blocking its exit.
0: You are able to sort of, like, bound over it and... Get firmly in front of of the Jeffrey's tube, and oh man, what is it going to do?
1: Please don't bite me. But also, I'm the dumb yeah. dumb that was like, let's get in front of the acid monster.
0: It it skids to a stop as if it's like afraid to touch you, and and its little its little pointy legs like even sort of like leave visible scratches on the deck when it does. You see it glance toward the way you came in, um, which is the only other exit to this room. And that Pakled yeoman's just kind of there, like, staring in in (laughs) bewilderment at what is going on in the pantry. Look at it go. There you go. Um, And then the little creature holds up its claws over its head and, like, kind of starts to cower and, and murmur in what seems to be something like fear.
1: Uh... You no, know, I'm not going to, it's okay. It's all okay. It's fine. And then reach to my, <laughs> like, actually, no. First, look at the, the yeah, I'm going to go like, thumbs up. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but like, maybe stay right there, like a, please don't leave kind of thing. Like, I don't want this thing to escape. Yeah. I'm trying to like, gesture that and like, not be scary. And I'm going to chirp my badge. And I'm going to call up uh, Torek. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. Uh, Everlita. Lieutenant Torek? Torek here. Um, sir, I'm in a pantry off of the captain's mess, and I think I've found our security problem. Um, you should maybe come down here, and if you have a cage, that's silly. We should just, we should get some help down here.
0: I will send a security detail with a cage.
1: <laughs> Do we have animal control on this? <laughs> ship? <laughs>
4: i'm sure we have a zoologist somewhere
1: (laughs) or a geologist at this point like what's up um
4: we probably have one of each
1: yeah um this is
4: an unusual request but or i need you two to work together on this
1: and then they fall in love um so like okay we're we'll be we'll be waiting here completely calmly (laughs) it's okay like a lot of that like a lot of talking to us like skittish wild animal, because that's what she assumes this is.
0: We cut for our last cut of the episode to the bridge where Tarek was, as he signals a security team to bring a cage to the captain's mess <laughs> to assist Ensign Everly. And then he glances down at his console as, as something happens, as the Ganymede logs finish decrypting at a convenient dramatic moment uh who would be the ranking officer on the bridge right now out of the pcs love for it to be a pc
2: yeah that'll be me that'll be good
0: all right Tarek says commander you should probably see this what do you have Tarek? he indicates something from the ganymede logs he said this was picked up by the ganymede's external sensors just before their power surge and he punches a button and an image basically of the exterior of Ganymede's hull. Um, It's staticky and stuff because it's been recovered from, from damaged data. But in this scan, you can clearly see the shape of some unknown alien vessel attached to the outside of Ganymede's hull just before the power surge occurred that made everything go bad.
2: What is that?
0: I believe it may be a ship. Thank you for listening to this episode of Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. If you like the show, rate, share, and subscribe through your podcast vendor of choice. You can also find us on Twitter as @endeavorshow. That's E N D E A V O U R S H O W, and you can find me on Twitter at Blue of the Ken.
4: You can find me online at Twelfth Night. That's one two T H and Night with a K. You can find Brandon and me discovering the ways of the Force on Heroes of the Hydean Way, a Star Wars actual play podcast at thehydeanway.com or at thehydeanway on Twitter. And if you like Vikings and Norse mythology, check out another one of my shows, a Dungeons and Dragons 5e Midgard podcast, Omens Call, which can be found at Omens Call Pod on Twitter or at omenscall.com.
1: Thanks for listening, y'all. You can find me on all the socials, at Leah617. Usually I'm on Twitter, RT and stuff that makes me laugh. Come say hi there. You can also check out mischiefmedia.com for the other nerdy podcasts that I currently produce or uh, host.
2: And you can find me, Brad, on Twitter at mackenevity1. That's m-a-c-h-i-n-e-b-e-d-e number one.
3: My Twitter is at completenictory. You can find other projects I'm involved in at completenight.com. That's C-O-M-P-L-E-T-E-K-N-I-G-H-T dot com.
0: Thanks for listening, and we'll see you
2: out there.